Hello and welcome to The Lone Ranger from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. horse with the speed of light, a cloud of dust, and a hearty high silver, the Lone Ranger. With his faithful Indian companion, Tonto, the daring and resourceful masked rider of the plains led the fight for law and order in the early western United States. Nowhere in the pages of history can one find a greater champion of justice. Return with us now to those thrilling days of yesteryear. From out of the past come the thundering hoofbeats of a great horse, Silver. The Lone Ranger rides again. Come on, Silver. Let's go, big fellow. Silver. canyon, known as Tomahawk Cut, was a narrow gash in the level plain. The deep perpendicular sides made Tomahawk uncrossable and added many miles to the Oregon Trail. When John Barton contracted to build a bridge, he knew that his task would be tremendous, but he had not considered all of the obstacles he would encounter. His progress was watched by the operators of stagecoaches, cattlemen, and even representatives of the railroad, and there were others. The Lone Ranger and Tonto were interested in the progress of the bridge. The masked man and his Indian companion rode through the night on their way to investigate the big construction job. They would have made camp, but a distant fire attracted their attention and they pushed on. We'll take it easy, Tonto. Horses are pretty tired. Ah, that's right. That campfire seems to be on this side of the canyon. Ah, 
Me see big camp on the other side. Yes, that's a construction camp. Uh, who camp on this side? You'll soon know. Uh, four fellas. Yes, we can see four men at the campfire. There might be more. Ah. Uh-huh. I thought we might find Indians in that camp. There are Indians nearby. We see plenty sign, but fellas in camp not Indian. Yes, I know they're not. Indian round here, plenty dangerous, Kimasabi. Our horses have been heard. One of those men is walking this way to see who we are. Oh, Silver, oh, oh, Scott, oh, fella. Oh, fella. You better wait here, Tonto. Let me go on alone. Men around here have the habit of shooting Indians on sight. Mm, that's not good. I know. And they've learned some bitter lessons. You wait. Uh-huh. Come on, Silver. with you. Just don't take chances, that's all. Hey, you're masked. What's the idea? Men who don't want to be recognized generally wear a mask, don't they? I oh, Sebby. You don't like risks either. It's well to avoid risk when possible. To fetch the cash? For what? For what? For us, of course. we got to spend some money to get the Redskins riled up and raring for the warpath. Before I hand over any money... I want to know more about the situation. Well, you know the situation, Barton. That bridge will be done in a few days. The Indians have got to be set to cross and wipe out the workmen. What's the matter, Rollins? Uh, Barton's hedging about handing over the cash he promised to bring us. Oh, he is, huh? I said I wasn't going to hand over any cash until I knew more about the situation. Mask. Yeah. Much more, I don't sound like Barton. I didn't say I was, John Barton. You're not... But then you... Stop threatening me with that gun, Rollins. It was risky for Barton himself to come. What do you think would happen to him if any of the men learned he was paying you to get Indians on a murder trail? Oh, he sent you in this place, is that it? How much cash did he promise you? How much did you bring? Before I answer questions or pass out money, I've got to know that you're the right man and be sure you're prepared to deliver the goods. And we aim to know who you are. That's a talk, Carlin. Let's take off that mask. Keep him covered. I'll see who he is. Don't try it. Oh, no. Stand where you are. Watch him, Rollins. Now, don't go... Sorry. Th- no! Hey, what the... Rollins! Shoot him! Come on! Your mistake. No! No! Shoot him! Get him! He smashed my rod! And my gun! Let fella. One, two, three. Let him go! Let him go! Come on, Toto! Get him up! In the darkness, the shots went wild. The Lone Ranger and Tonto, maintaining breathtaking speed, made good their escape. A short time later, they reined up abruptly. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh, sir. Oh. What happened, Kimasabi? Those men are waiting for John Barton, Tonto. Him fellow who built bridge, huh? Yes. They're expecting to bring money for them. Oh. What them plan? They plan to use the money to arouse the Indians. The Indians are to attack the construction camp, massacre the men. Why them do that? The men just receive pay for all their work. That payroll represents important money. You think Barton crooked? I can't believe it, but we're going to find out. We're going to the camp on the other side of the canyon. Oh, long way round canyon. 
You think maybe bridge ready to cross? We can't get across a bridge. There's a trail down one wall of tomahawk cut and up the other. Plenty dangerous. Indians have used it. That's right. And we can make it too. Come on. Get him up. Silver. dangerous trip through Tomahawk Cut, but the Lone Ranger and Tonto managed it on their sure-footed horses. They stopped some distance from the construction camp, and the masked man made his way to the shack that served as office and living quarters for the man in charge. He opened the door softly, went inside, then lighted a candle. Then he touched the shoulder of John Barton. Barton, wake up. What's wrong? Wake up, Barton, and listen to me. Hey, is it morning? I... Say, who are you? Someone who calls himself John Barton is meeting some men on the other side of the canyon. Did you know that? Who is it? I don't know. But I do know that there's a plan to have Indians attack your men. What? Are you sure of that? Who are you? As long as the bridge isn't finished, the Indians can't get here. But when the bridge is done, they'll cross and massacre all of you. Uh, what's your suggestion? I think I can bring help. There's an army post where the commandant is a friend of mine. Now, it'll take a couple of days to get the troops. So postpone completing the bridge for two days. Oh, well, that's it. Postpone it and spoil our records so the contract will be forfeited, eh? Will you forfeit the contract? I see through the scheme. We were promised a bonus if we got finished ahead of time. You were sent here to slow us up, so we won't be paid that bonus. Nothing of the sort. Get out. But Barton... Get out, they say. Clear out. I'll have the whole camp on you. Scheming to do us out of the bonus, eh? Trying to make me forfeit the bond, too. Get out! The Lone Ranger ran through the darkness before John Barton could rouse the rest of the camp. He hurried to a nearby clump of cottonwoods where Tonto was waiting with the horses. You see him, Kimasabi? Yes. John Barton was asleep in bed. And him not feller, not meet feller, not the side canyon. No, but someone's going to meet them with money. You not know him? No, and I can't take time to find out. Steady, Silver, when I sent you up, Tonto, every second counts. Barton's trying to finish the bridge ahead of time to earn a bonus. He wouldn't listen when I tried to persuade him to give us time enough to bring soldiers from Fort Garson. It's a long way to Fort. Yes, but I'm going to try to get there and back before the Indians can cross the finished bridge. Easy, fella. Meanwhile, you've got to do your best. Ah, uh, and what may do? It'll be dangerous to show yourself, Tonto. Keep out of sight until the bridge is nearly ready to cross. But don't let the construction men put the final planks in place until I'm back with soldiers. Understand? Uh-huh. Me savvy. Then it's up to you, Tonto. Steady, big fella. Adios. Adios. Come on, Silver. In the meantime, the four men camped on the western side of Tomahawk Cut heard a second horseman approach their campfire. This was the man Rollins and his partners had been waiting for, the man who called himself John Barton. Money changed hands, and then the visitor prepared to ride away. I'll find out about the mess, man, when I get back to the camp. You better. Now, meanwhile, don't worry. Go ahead as planned. You leave it to us. Rollins, Carling, and the other two rode out at once to hand the money to Indian leaders. 
By daybreak, they were back in camp. And at noon, they were surprised when the one they knew as John Barton once more rode up to join them. Hold oh, on. Hold oh, What's the oh. same here? What are you doing back here, Barton? Steady there, fella. Rollins? You and the others might just as well get the true facts. What do you mean? What? Yeah. My name's not John Barton. Well, what? And why'd you say it was? Now, listen to me a minute. The last night you told me about a masked man who'd been here. What about him? I found out he called on the boss, who is John Barton. He told what your plans were. Why, that's all right. The boss didn't believe him. The masked man tried to persuade Barton to delay the completion of the bridge until troops could be brought from Fort Garson. Troops? Why, that'll show you. come here were sunk after giving that money to the Indians. Shut up a minute and listen to me. <laughs> Barton won't delay the job. He's too anxious to collect the bonus for finishing a couple of days ahead of time. Oh, good. He had us scared for a while. He thought the masked man had been sent by the outfit that's paying for the job to try and delay things so the bonus wouldn't have to be paid. Why did you come back here to tell us this? Yeah. If you're not John Barton, who are you? I'm the construction foreman. The right name is Joe Hardwick. Why'd you lie about your name? I'll tell you why, Rollins. When I first contacted you, I didn't know whether you'd go into my scheme or not. So I told you I was John Barton. I figured you might let it be known that you was being propositioned. Mm-hmm. Whose cash is backing your scheme? My own cash. And I expect a big return on my investment. That sounds reasonable. You still ain't said why you come back. Well, Barton sent me over this side of the canyon to see if there was any sign of Indian trouble. Checking on the masked man's story, huh? Yeah. I'll go back and report that everything's quiet, and we'll go ahead and finish the bridge. Good. <laughs> you ride two miles west at the top of the hill. Huh? What for? Look into the valley. You'll see that things are far from quiet. The Indians getting ready? Right. All we got to do is give the word and they'll cut loose. How soon do you think the bridge will be done? Not later than noon tomorrow. We'll have the redskins ready. When you have them ready, keep an eye on the bridge. When the last plank's laid, the whole gang will celebrate by crossing to this side. And every one of the men will have his pockets full of pay. <laughs> Those Indians will take care of the men in short order. Including John Barton himself. Remember that, Roland. Right. The Indians will take care of the men. <laughs> and we'll take care of the cash. And if that masked man shows himself around here, we'll take care of him, too. The curtain falls on the first act of our Lone Ranger story. Before the next exciting scenes, please permit us to pause for just a few moments.
Now to continue our story. The Lone Ranger knew that every second counted if he hoped to get help from Fort Garson before John Barton and all the men who had helped build the bridge were massacred by Indians. He had maintained a steady, ground-covering pace since long before dawn, pausing only to rest his great horse, Silver. He rode through the sunset and the gathering twilight, and darkness found him still in the saddle until he reined up at Fort Garson. Oh, Silver, come on. Hey. Oh, I've come to see Colonel Grimes, Teddy Big Fellow. Tell that to Colonel Grimes. Hand him this silver bullet. I'm sure it will identify me. The colonel's been transferred. Captain Martin's in command. Let me speak to him then. What's going on here? Oh, oh Captain Martin, sir. I heard my name. Who is this masked man? Captain, Colonel Grimes would know the meaning of the silver bullet I've just handed your guard. Now, let me see that. Huh. Well, I'm not Colonel Grimes, and the bullet means nothing to me. The engineers at Tomahawk Cut need help, sir. You come from there? Yes, there's Indian trouble. Indians? How did the trouble start? It hasn't started yet, but it will very soon. Well, if it hasn't started, why should it start? Because the Indians are being incited to massacre everyone who worked on the bridge. When the Indians have finished their work, the renegade whites leading them will take the money from the dead men. All the money they've earned for their work on the bridge, sir. Remove that mask. Sorry, I can't do that, Captain Martin. Would you believe what I've told you and send men? On several occasions, Colonel Grimes attacked the Indians and made trouble. For that, he's been transferred. My orders are emphatic. I cannot move until the Indians have attacked. They will attack as soon as the bridge is completed. Have they done so? Oh, no, sir. Then I don't see... The fight see... will probably be in progress by the time you get there. And it won't last long. I have my orders. As a soldier, I must obey them. In this country, there are situations that call for interpretation of orders. The lives of those men depend on you. I have no authority to change my orders. But, sir, Sentry. you don't... I want this man taken into custody. We'll see why he wears a mask. Yes, sir. You're under arrest. Oh, no, I'm not. Sentry. Oh! That takes care of you. Stand back, Sentry. Steady, big fella. It's for you, Captain Martin. Come here. Let, let, let me down. Let go of me. You're riding with me. Struggling won't help you, Captain. Let me down. You'll hang for this. Sentry! You tell your sergeant I'm taking the captain to Tomahawk Cut. Montilder! Before the hoofbeats of the masked man's horse carrying a double burden faded into the night, a bugle sounded in the garrison and troopers leaped from their bunks and made ready for action. Quickly saddled horses were brought out as the sentry explained that the captain had been carried away. In the meantime, an oil lamp burned in John Barton's office. Joe the foreman had returned from his all-day trip around the end of the canyon, and the contractor was interested in his report. So you didn't see any sign of redskin trouble, huh, Joe? Nah. It's just like you said, Mr. Barton. That masked man was trying to make us lose a bonus. I'd rather lose our bonus and have our men killed. <laughs> hey, you needn't worry, boss. The Indians were readying for trouble, I'd have seen signs of it. Good enough. You can put them into work at daybreak, just as planned. That's just what we'll do. And unless we run into unforeseen trouble, the bridge will be completed at noon. Uh -huh. 
with the last of the planks spiked down by noon. Meanwhile, beyond a hill on the far side of the canyon, the Indians danced to the throb of war drums for those who were about to cross the canyon. Sounds of construction, hoofs of workhorses, and shouts of men drowned out the distant Indian uprising. But Tonto, waiting in hiding, heard the chanting and the shrill cries and knew exactly what it meant. Unaware of the impending Indian attack, the men continued construction of the bridge without pause. Joe, just a minute, sir. I want to talk to you. Don't delay things now, boss. Hurry those planks to the far side. The boys over there are waiting. Now get him over there. Listen to me, Joe. We're going to make it, boss. We'll have this bridge done by noon. It's nearly done all right now. Every few minutes, I think I hear Indians. Oh, you're just hearing things, Mr. Barton. I wonder. You've been thinking about what that masked man told you, that's all. There's no Indians around here. Please the last of them planks, boss. When they're done, we're through. You hear that, boss? I get ready to cross over. Hey, boys. Here's where we collect plenty of bonus money. On top of the pay you've already got. No, I knew I heard Indians. Shoot the critter. No, you don't. Put down the gun, Joe. We'll not be the ones to start that fight. There's only one of them. Say, he's crossing in spite of the fact the last section's only half boarded. What do you want here? Plenty bad Indian on far side. Indian on war path. I don't believe a word of it. Get the rest of those pipes down. You Joe, wait a minute. Maybe this idiot's telling the truth. Well, not a chance, boss. Don't you see the scheme? The syndicate don't want to pay any bonus. They're doing all they can to make us lose it. Now hurry it up, boys. You, Jim, go over there and help spike down them planks. You too, Pete. No, wait. And guns. And you, fella, you stand still. Well, put those guns Hold down. Hold planks. Stop, boss. You see, boss, you'll do anything to stop our work. Hey, jump, boys. Rush them. We'll show the ordinary redskin he can't stop us. Oh, wait a minute, boys. Hold on. I got an idea. The Indian's telling the truth. Now I get it, Barton. You're in cahoots with a syndicate. You don't want to pay the bonus any more than the syndicate does. Watch what you were saying, Joe. I'm in charge here. If you're trying to stop us from finishing the bridge, then I'll take over. I'll bet you trumped up that story about a masked man and the warning he gave you. Boys, rush that Indian. Oh, you stand back. He shoot. I got him. Yeah. That's it, Jake. Grab his guns, boys. Jake's got him from behind. Oh, wait a minute, boys. Stop. Listen to me. Hang out of that redskin. And if Barton tries to stop us, hold him, too. In fact, we better hold time both. No, get your hands off me. God, let's get those last planks spiked down. While some of the men held Tonto, the others rushed the final planks across the bridge and spiked them in place, despite all that Barton could say. 
tightly bound on the eastern side. While the workmen, having crossed the western side of the bridge, congratulated themselves, Joe Hardwick was joined at the narrow entrance to the bridge by his four partners. And now listen. The workmen have no guns to speak of. The Indians won't have much trouble. Good. The five of us will stay right here so as none of the men can escape to the other side of the bridge where the firearms are stored. Here come the Redskins, right on schedule. Now, what about Barton? He's tied to the other side of the bridge. I will get him later. I'll get ready. Don't shoot unless you have to, but don't let anyone get across the bridge. The Indians came in fast. The workmen rushed to the bridge to cross for weapons, but found themselves blocked by Hardwig and four others. Joe, let us over. Those Redskins will get us. Joe, what's this mean? Get back and fight those Indians. Go on, get back or we'll shoot. Turn and fight. We got no guns. Then you sticks or bare fists. Go, oh, you dirty cook. You're working with them. We got to fight as best we can. Come on, boys. Five armed men cut off the bridge and cut off all hope of retreat for the trapped workmen. The Indians closed in. And it was a case of fight with bare hands or be shot by Joe and his companions. The fighting was hand to hand. Sticks, fists, spades, and hammers against the Indian tomahawks and hatchets. <laughs> this won't last long, boys. The double-crossing foreman didn't see the horsemen who came from the east. They charged toward the canyon and bridge in hot pursuit of a masked man who carried the captain on a white horse. Finally, Joe turned. He saw men in uniform riding hard. Troopers from Fort Garson. That masked man. The Lone Ranger came straight toward the bridge and crossed to the side where the fight was in progress. Get him! Stop him! Hodwick tried to fire, but the masked man shot first. Even as the great horse Silver halted, the Lone Ranger's guns were in action. Then the other horsemen crossed. Captain, there's the Indian fight. Here come your men. Take command. At the men! While the fight was in progress, the Lone Ranger returned to the eastern side of the bridge and cut the ropes that bound John Barton and Tonto. The band of Indians was quickly conquered and troopers were in complete control. Hardwick and the other four were in custody as Barton approached. Hardwick, you double-crossed... Now, Mr. Barton, wait. Joe, Polecat, you wanted those redskins to massacre us. The army wants you men for inciting Indians. Captain, if you hadn't come... I wouldn't have come, Barton, if that masked man hadn't abducted me. My men rode to rescue me, not to fight Indians. Maybe you didn't come here to fight redskins, but you sure dealt with them in short order. As for these critters... Now, wait a minute, boss. Let me explain. Let me tell my side. You tell you a side in court. Mash man told me enough. He knew all about your plan except one thing. He couldn't stay around long enough to learn the identity of the man who was working with the outlaws. It was Joe, my foreman. That's right. Joe Hardwick's the skunk. He showed where he stood when he thought there'd be no survival. Hey, Captain. Captain Martin, look over there. That masked man that abducted you. He's going to ride away. Abducted me? What are you talking about? Oh, but sir, he, he grabbed you to his horse. He ran off with you. Nonsense. He merely brought me here by the shortest possible route. I wonder who in thunder he is. Only one horse in the world could travel like that white stallion. And that's the horse called Silver. Only one man can handle Silver. Who's that? 
The Lone Ranger. The story you have just heard is a copyrighted feature of the Lone Ranger Incorporated. <laughs>